From the Not A Foodie Studio, which is not a studio, it's Mike Dining Room Table in Queens, it's the Not A Foodie Podcast. Hey Mike. Hey, what's going on Tom? I'm Tom and that's Mike. <laughs> Switched it up on me. Yeah, I know. I, I was trying to see if you were paying attention. <laughs> so we are the Not A Foodie Podcast team and um, Mike, what are we talking about today? How to throw a banger. <laughs> How to throw a banger. How to make sure your party's lit AF. <laughs> fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji, hundred emoji, hundred emoji, eggplant emoji. Oh my god, this is so so I didn't think that's what we were talking about. <laughs> I'm gonna have to redo my my production notes. <laughs> so Mike, what are we talking about today? <laughs> How to throw a really great dinner party. <laughs> fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. Eggplant emoji. <laughs> If that's what's on the menu. And peach. <laughs> Eggplants and peach emojis. Um, yeah, so we were talking, it's uh, right now, it is the holiday season as we record this. Um, but this podcast is evergreen. You can listen to this whenever. But since this is the time of year to throw parties, we are going to lots of parties. We're throwing parties. Um, we thought it would be a good idea to just go over how to throw a stress-free, like, awesome dinner party do some uh, some dinner party hacks, I guess, can we call them? Yeah, uh, we could call this how to be an adult chapter, like, five. <laughs> All like, right. Yeah. Well, I, what were one through four? Not You have to, like, do other things before you can throw a dinner party. Yes. Like, like what? Like, move out of your parents' house. Yeah, like, know how to balance a checkbook and send a letter and <laughs> stuff like that. Cool. <laughs> I read that millennials don't send letters. Is that true, Mike? Yes. Mike speaks I, for all millennials. I only have i only had checks to pay my landlord when i yeah <laughs> that was it i mean i have i send letters but i don't keep stamps around the house or anything whenever i send a letter i have to like go to i go to like a ups store or the post office and say hey can you you know here's 35 cents or i don't know how much does a stamp cost? i don't know 50 cents 50 cents i, I think know. it's i think they change it for so it's like 50 cents but like that's it okay. like it doesn't matter like it never expires or anything it's just like 50 cents awesome things you learn on the not yeah. a foodie podcast i so, could be totally wrong like <laughs> that might not be 100 percent totally <laughs> whatever not, it is i'm gonna true. like I, whatever it is millennials will pay it and then i'll go there and be like what i'll shake my hand like a, i'll shake my fist like a cranky old man so i remember when it was 25 <laughs> cents um but anyway let's let's not talk about letters <laughs> let's talk about throwing a banging af dinner party so what what are what are the components of a of a dinner party? Like what what do you think? What makes a banging party? Food, booze, and music. Yes, I would say that before the party even starts, setting the mood with music, um, fun music. I mean, unless you your, want it to your be your mental like a, mise en place. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like I always, I mean, the the table needs to be set, the music needs to be on, the lighting needs to be right, um, and then I'm I'm sort of my kitchen is closed off. Um, so I close my kitchen door so people can't see the, the chaos that goes on in the kitchen. The secret is that there's not really a lot of chaos going on in the kitchen because I've done so much planning 
but you want people to think that there's chaos going on in the kitchen. Um, but yeah, I agree. Music, ambiance, um, booze, that's a mm-hmm. big thing. So my stress-free tip for booze, uh, and I am not the bartender of the family. My wife handles all of those usually. Number one, she creates a, um, a lot of the time will create a cocktail, like a theme cocktail for the evening. This way, you're not forcing people. Like, Does to, she just batch it out? Yes, okay. that's what I was going to say. So she'll make a pitcher of XYZ, whatever it is. So your classic, your most classic cocktail, your most classic whiskey cocktail, the Manhattan, is uh, two parts whiskey, one part vermouth. Mm-hmm. So that means you could just buy two, two bottles, bottles of whiskey yep, and one <laughs> bottle of vermouth and put it together. Yep, put and it in a giant pitcher. That's it. Put it in a Gatorade bottle or a Gatorade container. Um, this is so like I actually think the the perfect party cocktail is a margarita. Why? Uh, because they're delicious. <laughs> um, but so here's I just also want to make this point about margaritas. When you make a margarita, don't use sour mix. Don't use Cointreau or triple sec. Mm-hmm. Tequila, mm-hmm. fresh lime juice. Yep. Agave. Agave. That's it. Agave syrup. What that is it. Sometimes Grand Marnier. No. No, 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 no. Just if you make right. it like this, it is so refreshing. The the Grand Marnier, the sugar from it and everything just like weighs it down. It's just such a different drink. Can you batch that? I guess. Yeah, you, yeah, you, of course you can batch yeah. it. Same same thing. Same it's, measure. You just have to juice the limes. It's juicing the limes is a pain in the ass, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. And you don't can batch do that. not never ever buy Rose's lime juice. <laughs> yes. You could buy Rose's grenadine because I don't expect you to be, make your own grenadine, but do not. <laughs> ever buy rose's lime juice i um i i don't know i'm looking at my bar right now i think i might have rose's lime juice down there somewhere and it's probably a bottle that is 20 years old i don't see it i I think you pass i might be i'm gonna do this this is not very interesting for the podcast but my shame is when i open the liquor cabinet there's a spot that you can't see so it's mostly glass on top and when you open it there's a couple shelves that you can't see and mike read to me what's on those shelves uh creme de menthe pernod saint germain there's and amaretto. There's, there's two things I can't there's see. There's Goldschlager down there. There's Goldschlager's like, a good time. That that's a party. You want to just throw a great party? Just bring out two vials of Goldschlager. There's some really shitty like Tia Maria down there. There's uh, let's see what else. Um, I don't know. It's like where all there's Irish mist down there. It's where all the old bottles of shit go to die. But anyway, don't show people that stuff. Or put it out. Let them do shots, I guess. But batch your cocktails. Batching cocktails. Make them in a big batch. And when you tell people that this is the theme cocktail of the evening and you batch it out, it makes the, the night sort of special, right? Like, yeah. And you don't have to go to um, like the, the – what's it called? The thirsty bartender or the crazy bartender or whatever where they do like those crazy Instagram uh, YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Classic cocktails – batch out really well and they're classics for a reason yeah the other thing that i want to bring back is the punch bowl i remember like as jungle a kid juice? not jungle juice but like batching batching a really good punch like making so, so i read about recently that i'm going to try for new year's a um like a sparkling negroni um that you make as a punch like i would do that and just leave it out in a big punch bowl let people have some of that i remember as a kid um new year's eve 
uh, my parents would host this party and my mother made this really sweet, crazy punch that had like a gallon of orange sherbet in it and yeah. champagne. I was about and... to say, sherbet's the secret to making really good jungle juice. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it was awesome. She would make it with ginger ale for, um, for the kids mm-hmm. and it, just having that giant punch bowl was awesome. My aunt Ronnie would make sangria for the adults and make water with fruit in it for the kids, which I, was only me because like everybody else is kid. way older than me. All right, Thank so you, cocktails, cocktails, that's that, batch them out and bring back the punch. Let's bring back the punch bowl. That's what we're going to do. Um, appetizers, what do you think about appetizers? Um, uh, if I'm about to like really throw down and like cook, I want to probably just do meats and cheeses. That's exactly yeah. what my, you, what I do. We, yeah. uh, we've professed our love to charcuterie. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, like even even if you go to like Trader Joe's and just get like a cheese thing ready to go, it's just something for people to snack on. Yeah, and good bread. Uh, you could you could go for crackers or you, but like just buy a nice loaf of like Italian bread or French bread and cut it up and just. I think there's that, and then there's there's things that can just sort of that you can do ahead of time that can just sit around. Like um, my wife makes these when we have our paella party every year. Um, my wife makes these Manchego uh, jamon pastry puffs that, you know, you throw them in the oven and they can just sit out. They're not, you know, it's nothing that you don't have to serve them hot like right away. But Do you guys do awesome. sangria for that? Are you just 100% committed to España? No, we do. Uh, we, we drink Rioja. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We drink a lot of wine, but usually I'll we start speak with minimal a English. And... <laughs> exactly. We take a siesta at three o'clock. Um, no, but we when we do appetizers. So I think this is this is also one of those things where, when people ask what they could bring, I'll always say bring an appetizer. This way you don't have to worry about it. You know, as long as the, you're telling the people that are going to be there early, you can't tell the person who's always showing up late to bring the appetizer because we've made that mistake before and we're eating like pepperoni wheels for dessert. But. <laughs> You, you have to, like, that is definitely, this is something that you could delegate to people if you know that they're going to be there on time. Um, but I'm with you, meats and cheeses. And mm-hmm. I buy or either that or, like, or with that, maybe a little crudite platter. Yeah, it's Just all the same. Just have that stuff out. Yeah, if you're, if you're really about to, like, throw down, no one's worried about what the appetite. People might not even eat that much because they're really excited for what the main course is. Yeah. And sometimes I'll cook a little something, depending on the size of the party. Sometimes I'll cook a little something that is a little extra appetizer that you have while you're sitting down. But most appetizers for a dinner party should just be out as people are sort of strolling in. You know, that's that's pretty much it. Um, I have never done this for. Well, I I don't think I've ever done it for one of our dinner parties uh, for a big dinner party. But um, I know a lot of people that print out the menu ahead of time. Oh, you fucking nerds. No, this is a good idea. Listen to this. They print out the menu ahead of time, and they print it out. I've seen this done before. They print it out in on brown paper bags. They write it out on brown paper bags, and in the brown paper bags, they'll put um, little pieces of bread so that that's on your plate. So you've got your bread on your plate, and you can just sort of go with it. No? You're giving me a dirty look. That, that's that's like, like, it's like a Pinterest thing. That's like if Pinterest came to life. That's Yeah. I mean, I've never done that. Um, the closest I get to printing out a menu was uh, when we had da- Daddy Daughter Restaurant and yeah, my daughter that, printed out a menu. That's adorable. <laughs> that was an adorable thing. If you're five years old, that's incredible. Oh, yeah, Seven years great. old, yeah. But if you're a grown adult, no. 
<laughs> Don't. So I think moving on from appetizers to main course, <laughs> my whole thing with a main course is you have to do you have to create something that is um, that is time and lateness proof. You know, people are going to show up late. People always there's always some reason that someone has to you know someone shows up late, and you don't want to have to ruin a meal because you left something in the oven for a little bit longer than it mm-hmm. should have been because you're waiting for someone. So whenever I'm having a big um, a big dinner party, I'll do one of two things. I'll either do something that is like a slow braise mm-hmm. that you can just keep in the like short ribs, braised short ribs, or like a braised sauce, something like that, um, or my favorite and Mike, I, I mean, you know where I'm going with this, right? Like, I don't even have to say it. What is my favorite thing to do for a dinner party? Oh, my favorite me, method right? of co- my favorite method of cooking. Sous vide. Yeah, sous vide. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, sous vide. I cannot stress enough how much Tom and you can come into Tom's kitchen at any time, either of his kitchens at any time, and uh, there will be a pot. With a sous vide attached to it. Yeah, the immersion circulator yeah. is like just there. Just there. Ready to go. Always know where it is. It's on the stovetop. As a matter of fact, we are in the middle of sort of conceptualizing a new design. for. We're redoing our kitchen, and we're in the middle of conceptualizing what we want it to look like. And I have in my drawings a special little area just where my sous vide equipment lives. Vacuum sealer, immersion circulator, you know, containers, all of that stuff is going to be in one area. Because... I use it a lot. I use it a lot, especially during the holidays. So, and why do I use it? Because it's something where you can leave it in for hours and it's not going to affect the quality of the food. So we had, you know, 15, 16 people over a few weeks ago for a giant birthday party. And I bought a New York strip steak, a uh, strip roast. I think it was like 10 or 11 pounds of strip roast. Put it in my vacuum sealed bag. Put it in the sous vide and just left it there. When it's done, though, you have to sear it, right? Or when so that's that's the easy part, right? So when it's done, when everyone's here and everyone's mm-hmm. done with their appetizers and everyone's hungry, um, what I do during the winter time, I crank my oven up to like 500 degrees. I'll put a little herb butter on top of it, throw it in the oven for maybe 10 minutes, then take it out and slice it right away. You don't even have to let it rest because it's been because it's been in that it's been sous vide and and it, what you, the result is this perfect um, crispiness on the outside where it's completely raw, not raw, completely rare. I like my steak very rare, but completely Blue. completely cooked and perfect, you know, to whatever temperature you wanted it to be on the inside. Um, it's and it's. It's great. And then what I do is I slice it. Um, I slice half of it in the kitchen and bring it out sort of sliced. And then I slice the rest at the dinner table. Um, but that's that's uh, my side. method. Yes, ab- absolutely. Um, and I've never gotten any complaints from it. And then during the summertime, what I'll do is I'll do the same thing, but I'll sear it on the grill afterwards. Um, another, another sort of long cook that I do quite a bit for dinner parties during the summertime is I'll do something low and slow smoked or low and slow roasted. Well, you have the, the, on the, the grill. green egg. Yeah. It's sort of a big green egg knockoff. Um, the, you know, it's a Komodo type grill and I'll do like a, a pork shoulder and just yeah. leave it in there. Cause whether it's in there for four hours or five hours or, you know, six hours or eight hours, it doesn't really matter. It's just varying degrees of tenderness. So if someone's a little bit late, it's actually going to taste a little bit better. Um, 
So yeah, I mean that's that's the big deal for me with dinner parties is making making something that you're not going to have to be constantly watching. You can't. No. You, especially like if you're entertaining, you can't. No, I that's it. I mean, and I I do that with like I, with um with the slow cooker, with an immersion circulator, with the sous vide, like whatever whatever method I can to do like a low and slow or a easy sort of no hands-on meal. I mean, that's that's my dinner party meal. And I choose that meal based on the fact that there's going to be that many people there. What sides do you like? I I like to do um like a really nice salad mm. and some because that way I can just prep it, put it away, yeah. take, you know, then just add the dressing or whatever. And then um I love cream spinach. Love 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 cream spinach and I also um like to do a potato uh you not baked because you can't do like 12 personal baked potatoes but right. like no i do roasted i do a lot of roasted yeah. potatoes so this is my my secret for sides um something that is not going to be gross at room temperature is key because you want to almost get that done ahead of time too mm-hmm. um so you know when it's time to uh, you, you think you're an hour away from eating what I'll do is I'll throw um, I'll throw some Brussels sprouts, you know, that are tossed in olive oil, salt and pepper and some herbs and spices. And I'll throw them in the oven and let them roast for a little bit. And they can come out and they can sit as long as they sit on that, that sheet pan. Um, they're not going to get soggy. They're going to get even crispier. And you can always wrap them in tin foil and just put uh, them yeah, to the side. Yeah, and, and even – I don't even do that. I'll just leave them. And then if they need to get warmed up, I'll throw them back in for a couple minutes. But, like, I, that's something that you can do ahead of time and you can just leave. And it's funny that you mentioned cream spinach. That's another thing that I think is really simple because you can it do it. It is simple. And it's you delicious. can do it in a slow cooker. You can do it in a pressure cooker. You can do it in an Instant Pot. You can just sort of leave it. Um, slow cooker cream spinach is simple and a game changer because, again, it doesn't matter if, you, if someone is a half hour late or an hour late or whatever. You're still going to have really good cream spinach um, that's being kept warm in a, in a slow cooker. I have um, white truffle salt. Mm-hmm. I throw that on a lot of things, but I throw in a lot of it in the cream spinach. In cream spinach? Yeah. Nice. Killer. I think that's key to a dinner party is putting a little bit of a flavor in there that people don't understand what it is. <laughs> because, or, or like, oh, something that's unexpected, you know? Just like, go to Gaia, just. Yeah, no, but like, make simple things that are not, that's not going to stress you out, but like, just do a little bit of something, you know? Like, in when I do, um, when I do the crust for any of my like roasted steaks or whatever, I'll make um, an anchovy herb butter sauce. And people, the anchovy is always sort of a weird little, oh, what's that flavor? And it's delicious. It's umami. It's it's that that flavor that you know is indescribable. That is awesome. Um, but yeah, so as far as sides go, yeah, I think um, cream spinach is is one of those top ones. I think roasted vegetables. I do a lot of roasted potatoes, like I said. Like I'll, I'll cut up potatoes. I'll parboil them, toss them in duck fat or or olive oil or whatever sort of oil I have that is you know is available, and roast those. Again, leave them out on the sheet pan, and they don't get soggy. You just leave them; they'll stay warm for a while. You throw them in the oven if you need to warm them up, but have them done ahead of time. I think people are too concerned about food safety. Please don't don't sue me. No, well you, you have four hours out. though. Yeah, you can leave four, your stuff out. Forty one to one forty one. You have four hours. Right. And if you're if you're uh, 
Brussels sprouts or whatever potatoes are cooking at 350, when you take them out, they're going to be at 350 for a while before yeah. they hit 141. Yep. So you're you're and and even if they're at 141, what do you have? You have four hours or something yeah, like that exactly. to leave them you have out. Four hours in the food. T- Food temperature danger zone. Yeah, yeah. It's forty to forty, forty to one forty, or something <laughs> like that. Um, I like I said, I was never trained in any of this. Forty one to one forty one. There you go, Mister Food Handler Certificate or whatever. You, yeah, you, I'm sure. You I have, have it in. I have my serve safe expired. I have the New York one, and then I got the Texas one. But the Texas one. Why'd you get a Texas food for, handler for work? Oh, because you had yeah. That's I right. thought I was gonna go to Texas, but it's j- literally just. You pay ten dollars and you just keep keep hitting next until the thing's over and then <laughs> you have it. There's no quiz There's or your anything. Certificate. That's great. <laughs> and then you print it out and then you have it. So but, it's good to know if you're eating in Texas that they yeah, paid ten dollars. That's it. Because in uh, in New York, only one person in the restaurant needs it, mm-hmm. and in Texas, to work as a server, you need it. Makes sense. Makes <laughs> not at all. No. <laughs> Zero sense. It's very, and it's not ran through the state. It's ran through like private companies. So like they're not even like make. Maybe they're making a little bit more. It's weird. I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's get back to our sides. <laughs> so we've got a salad. We get some roasted potatoes. We maybe have some roasted vegetables. We've cream got spinach. cream spinach. What are some other really easy sides? Let's see. I like I during the winter time. I do a lot of roasted root vegetables. Like, cause those are really simple to do ahead of time, and you just chop so, chop up some parsley, throw them on top of some carrots and parsnips, and it's like a crowd pleaser. It's mac delicious. and cheese. Mac and cheese is another like make Super ahead. Easy. Make ahead, keep it warm, and then when you're ready to serve it, just put it under the broiler to crisp up the top. That's that's sort of the way to go. Oh, you don't take the craft box out and you just add the packet <laughs> and then it's ready to go. I mean, Mike, I'm not a foodie, <laughs> but <laughs> no, I don't do that. But can I just tell you that um, the greatest thing about having children is obviously the joy that they bring to your life. The snacks you get to eat? <laughs> it's, it's always having a constant supply of boxed mac and cheese around the house. That's the best thing about having kids. There's always mac and cheese. And cereal. And like, yeah, oh, and cereal. I, have, like, I haven't had Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Like, there was a good 10-year gap, 15-year gap in my life where I didn't have Cinnamon Toast Crunch. But now it's like, all right. <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, all the all the snacks, mac and cheese is top on the list. I think second is like there's there's hot dogs maybe. Like there's usually hot dogs around the house because that's what kids just want. So like you got nothing around the house. Like oh, I'm gonna make myself a hot dog. I haven't had a hot dog in a while. Just throw in the microwave. <laughs> no, I throw in a frying pan. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're like shout out to Annie's mac and cheese. Annie's mac and cheese, constant supply. I think I've got a case of it like downstairs. <laughs> Um, but mac and cheese is another great side. <laughs> um, I also like pasta salad, which is summertime, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's a summertime thing. Um, yeah, those, I think that's, that's good. Those are barbecue and those are all sides that you can bring places too. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. Um, what about dessert? Um, so I have a very good friend who is a pastry chef. Mm-hmm. She used to work at Janoon. Now she moved back. Well, she moved out of the city. Um, so I was making my girlfriend, I want to like treat her. So I did like a three course dinner for her. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what's a simple dessert? She's like, what's your baking level? I said, zero. (laughs) She sent me a, a lemon mousse recipe. Mm -hmm. 
And it's essentially uh, sugar, lemon, makes lemon curd, yep. and then just heavy cream. And I don't own a, a mechanical... Uh, like a Cuisinart or a um, KitchenAid? No, yeah, or just like a hand one. Like I don't no, have like yeah, I don't have any mixer, so I had to like whisk it, and okay. that was very hard to do for. But it was only for two people. But if you have a hand mixer, it's really easy. And this is something that you can do ahead of time. Yeah, I, that was the first thing I did. I made it and I put it away, yeah. and then I cooked dinner. It's a mousse. It's not gonna like die after two hours, but it's not gonna stay around for like ten hours. So I'm I'm gonna say two things. I'm gonna say number one. If you're going to make a dessert, make a dessert that like that you can make ahead of time, which is great. Like I um, I think one of the best things that I ever did as far as dinner parties go, um, I sous vide my dessert. I made um, individual pot de creme or, you know, little individual custards. Um, I think it was two years ago for Thanksgiving. I made tiny little mason jars filled with pot de creme. I sous vide them, put them in the fridge, and that's it. It's the same thing for a creme brulee or anything, any sort of like cream based. You can sous vide it and then just put it in the fridge and leave it there. And then you've got these great little, you know, little mason jars of dessert that people like eating out of mason jars. It's whimsical, I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> it's also really easy to transport. It's really easy to, to heat up and to serve. Um, so that's, that's the first thing. The second thing is you've done enough work. Tell people to bring that, dessert. That was what I, when you asked me what about dessert, it kind of threw me off because I was like, people bring me the dessert. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I tell, I'm like, like a, yeah, unless there's something on my mind that's going to go insanely well with what I'm making. That you want to make. Yeah. Like, like just get, you know, bring, go, bring the dessert. Go to the bakery, buy a dessert, bring it over. <laughs> like this, the cannolis, the sfagatelle, whatever you want. So... My Mike has been out to um, – I have a house, a vacation house that's out on the eastern end of Long Island. It's on the North Fork. And one of the one of the traps is that people come over for dinner parties and they – or for dinner or for whatever. And we say – they say, what can we bring? We always say dessert. Um, you have to pass like some of the best pie stands. There's like that On Long one. Island, Brian Mary, yeah. yeah. You have to pass – you have to pass those places to get to my house – I think last year after my paella party, I had like four extra apple pies, a blueberry pie, and a pumpkin pie, just like in the freezer because everybody bought a pie. So if if you are asking people to come, say, and you're asking them to bring dessert, say, we have enough pies or we have enough X or whatever it is, unless you want a stockpile of pies, which turns out we did want a stockpile of pies. Pies are good for dessert. So is paella. Yeah. And breakfast. I mean, breakfast, I meant. Yeah. Like, cold paella for breakfast with a side of uh, apple pie. <laughs> delicious. I actually, I don't think I could do cold paella. I don't want cold seafood. No, it was delicious. I, I believe you. Yeah. I didn't think I wanted it either. And then, yeah. And then you wake up and you're a little hungover and you're wine hungover, um, which is the worst hangover. And cold paella hits the spot. So, Yeah. Tell people to bring dessert unless you or booze. I yeah, I always tell people to bring booze. Yeah, I'll tell them, but I'm like the worst. So I won't be like bring wine. I'll be like bring wine that's something like this for like fifteen dollars a bottle. You're an asshole. I am. I am (laughs) because like 
that's what I want being served <laughs> with, yes. with what I'm doing. Other, I don't want Gato Negro. Like, right. What, what we usually say is, um, like, we have this, this, and this, but we know that you like gin and tonics. So if you like gin and tonics, bring a bottle of gin because we don't have good gin for gin and tonics or, like, whatever it is. You got to know what people want. Mm-hmm. Um you know, but we'll say we've got plenty of wine, but if you're going to drink, and you're welcome to drink whatever you want, but if you want beer, we don't have beer. Bring beer. Uh, we sort of give that, we give them the nudge in the direction that we want them to go, and hopefully they, they get the hint. I have a friend who's a big beer snob, and he only brings, like, uh, a bomber, like a wine size bottle of, like, mm-hmm. high-end beer. And I'm just like, that's nice, but, like, you don't have to bring, like... <laughs> <laughs> a twenty dollar bottle of beer, like yeah. you could just buy like a, a a case of PBR, whatever. Like, oh, well, so, oh, that's the other thing. I feel like you have whenever I do buy beer for a party, I'll I'll have you know a, a six pack or a twelve pack of microbrew, but then I always have like you know some cans of Corona like in the back ready to go just in case because I feel like that's. You got to have those. You got to have those. I buy PBR by the caseload. That's it. That's it? Yeah. I I, and I love craft beer. But like if I, if we're like partying, yeah, just cases of PBR. I'm a Coors Light sort of guy. <laughs> Coors Light's what I get kegs of if I can't get PBR. It's my number two. All right. You have a lot of dinner parties that involve kegs? They're, they're just parties. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever thrown a dinner party? Yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, you did a you did no, a like no, no. A I made pernil for my, I made per, I've made pernil for like eight people. Okay, uh, but like I would with my old roommates, it was three guys, and like we'd have like another friend over, and I would make steaks and s- stuff for everybody. Cool. I would call it steakhouse night and just cook. <laughs> but like I've mainly just thrown like parties, right? And what I would do is, um, you remember Space Ghost Coast to Coast? Of course. So I would take that. I would have the HDMI hookup mm-hmm. from my laptop to the TV, and I would play. I would have all the files just ready to go, and then I would pick like music, and the Space Ghost would be muted and be like the house graphic, like at a club, <laughs> and then just like whatever we were listening to would be playing <laughs> off of Spotify. I um, I'll use, so I've got an Apple TV, and I'll usually and my TV is hooked up to like a you know a big sound system. So I'll usually play something through, play Spotify or something like that through my Apple TV. The problem is that the visuals then all of a sudden are like my family photos, which is weird. Yeah, you, know, you gotta play for Space Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> I have to start adding Space Ghost. Yeah. So I have to create a Space Ghost screensaver just for yeah. dinner parties. It's a game changer. <laughs> you know, like in the lower you said how uh, you'll have like four or five clubs all right next to each other. And they all have different house graphics. Yeah. My house graphic is Space Ghost. It's Space Ghost. Yeah. That's it. Nice. I'm going to – I think mine is just going to be Point Break. I'm gonna, mine is going to be the films of Patrick Swayze in the 80s. It's going to be Roadhouse. It's going to be Point Break. The Outsiders. We'll have some Outsiders in there. Um, I think we'll skip Ghost. Dirty Dancing. Maybe we'll have some Dirty Dancing you need, scenes. you got to yeah. have some Dirty Dancing for the ladies. Uh, also, for me, I like Dirty Dancing. Yeah, everyone likes Dirty Dancing. That's a fact. <laughs> um, and everybody likes Roadhouse. I mean, Roadhouse. Have you ever seen Roadhouse? You're looking no, at me. Oh, my I've, God. I, it's like a oh fight. It's like God. Fight Club, right? No. He is. Um, 
He's a bouncer in like the deep south Wait, is who he... went to like NYU and is like a philosophy major bouncer in like redneck America and he has to fight like you know the corrupt bar owner who owns like the lumber yard or something. I don't know. I'm butchering the the plot, but it's awesome. Uh, I'm also what's the one with Kevin Bacon where they're not footloose, where they're not allowed to dance. That was the thing I was confusing. That's not a Swayze movie. Though. No, I know I was but but Kevin Bacon's also in The Outsiders. <laughs> Kevin, yeah, well, everybody's in The yeah. Outsiders. Whenever you play the um, Kevin Bacon game, Six Degrees of Kevin yeah. Bacon, The Outsiders is one of those movies. The Outsiders, A Few Good Men, like you can get anyone that is cre- related to those movies. Um, anyone of a certain age related to those movies. But, and the the priest one, the not the priest one. Uh, it's the, bad. Uh, the priest one? No, it's not. It's the kids that get molested in the, oh, Jesus. the school. <laughs> not not pod, the priest this one. This podcast took a dark turn. No, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. No, uh, Robert De Niro's a priest in it, and yeah, he lies. That's yeah, the, Kevin Bacon is in that yeah. one. Yeah. No, I remember that. Sleepers. There Sleepers, we go. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so have a house graphic is what we're getting at for your dinner party. Oh, oh, wait, let's end the podcast with my favorite part of a dinner party is the after dinner drinks. Amaro. I am a big fan of just putting out my, I mean, I'm looking over to my left and I have in my dining room, there's a silver tray that's got um, a bunch of cordials on it and it's got Fernet on it because I drink Fernet no matter what. Mm-hmm. And then we've got a lot of Amaro, Amari um, that we just put out. Is Amari the, the plural. plural of Amari? That's great. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh that's it. I mean, I'm always always have that stuff out. I feel like that's a nice little way to end the party. Yeah. So, speaking of ending the party, <laughs> we're at like 35 minutes. Are we good? Yeah, we we talked cocktails, appetizers, entrees, sides, dessert, after dinner drinks, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I think we hit a little, little bit of molestation and cover yeah. up by the yeah. Catholic Church. A little Swayze, yeah. <laughs> Some Swayze. I, I don't know what else we could add. I think we're good. Yeah, good. All right, cool. Well, so sous vide, make ahead of time, make it like less stressful. And I think the biggest thing for me is make it look like you're doing a lot of work, but don't actually do a lot of work. And not that's to, not that's to impress the, people. That's the mantra I live by. Yeah, right. Make it look like you're doing a lot of work, but don't actually do a lot of work. <laughs> that's our president. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's just how I live my life, Tom. Well, what I was gonna say is that, like, when you do that, you don't like. I'm not doing it to impress people. I'm doing it so that, like, if I need to get out of a conversation, I could be like, "Oh, I gotta go check on you know whatever's going on," and then I'll go into the kitchen, close the door, and play like fucking Candy Crush or something. Um, and come back out, you know, with a fresh cocktail. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> hey, thank you guys. Thanks again. Listen to us. We're on Spotify. Um, I mean, you're already listening to us. So Spotify, Spotify, iTunes, iTunes Google, Stitcher, Play. Google Play. Um, follow us on Instagram at Timmy Alley, at Mike Moranti, mm-hmm. and at Not A Foodie Picks, P I C S. Um, and that is it, I think, yeah. right? Any, yep. Anything you want to shout out while we're here? No. Nope. That's it. All right, cool. Have a good dinner party. Thank you. Bye, friends.